Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this session, we will cover the recently FDA-approved new oral treatment for pelvic pain with endometriosis. The medication is Elagolix, a new oral GnRH antagonist. Let's cover this data now. Endometriosis is the presence of tissue resembling endometrial glands and stroma that lie outside of the uterine cavity. Women with endometriosis often present for medical care with at least one of three potential problems, pelvic pain, infertility, or an adnexal mass due to an endometrioma. Now, since endometriosis lesions require estrogen to maintain their viability, suppressing estradiol is a logical approach to hormonal treatment of the disease. Now, pelvic pain caused by endometriosis is common, affecting approximately 8% of women of reproductive age. Endometriosis is a very vexing disease because diagnosis is often delayed many years after the onset of symptoms, causing great frustration among patients. Some effective hormonal treatment options include danazole and deprolupron, but these therapies can have limitations due to side effects. For example, danazole is linked to weight gain and hot flashes, and of course, deprolupron results in demineralization of bone as well as hot flashes and vaginal atrophy. Additionally, combination oral contraceptives used in a continuous or cyclic fashion often result in inadequate improvement of pelvic pain due to endometriosis. Although combination oral contraceptive therapy, specifically in a continuous fashion, is one of the ACOG-approved remedies for pelvic pain from endometriosis. Recently, the U.S. FDA approved a new oral treatment for pelvic pain from endometriosis called Elagolix. This functions as a GnRH antagonist. Let's cover Elagolix in more detail now. All right, before we get into the specifics regarding Elagolix, let's talk about the minimum level of estradiol in the system that feeds endometriotic lesions. The estradiol concentration that causes endometrial lesions to grow or regress varies among women, but a concentration less than 20 picograms per ml usually causes lesions to regress, and a concentration greater than 60 picograms per ml usually supports lesion growth and maintains lesion viability. Now remember, however, that although an estradiol concentration below 20 may cause endometrial lesions to regress, it's also associated with moderate to severe hot flashes and accelerated bone loss. So this estrogen threshold hypothesis suggests that gently suppressing estradiol to a concentration between 20 and 45 picograms per ml may simultaneously cause endometriosis lesions to regress while maintaining bone health and resulting in fewer hot flashes. 
strong suppression of estradiol to levels below 20 will reliably induce amenorrhea and cause regression of endometriosis lesions, thereby reducing pelvic pain. Strong suppression of estradiol will also cause moderate to severe hot flashes and accelerated bone loss in many women. So by contrast, this gentle suppression of circulating estradiol to this concentration threshold of 20 to 45 may result in amenorrhea or oligomenorrhea, suppression of the growth of endometriosis lesions, and give a modest reduction in pelvic pain while prevention of hot flashes can occur and minimizing bone loss. Regarding Elagolix, the FDA approved two doses of the medication, 150 milligrams once daily for up to 24 months and 200 milligrams twice daily for up to six months. Now, importantly, Elagolix at a dose of 150 milligrams once daily results in a mean circulating estradiol concentration of 41 picograms per ml indicating gentle suppression of ovarian estradiol production, while 200 milligrams twice daily results in a mean circulating ovarian estradiol concentration of 12 picograms per ml, indicating strong suppression of ovarian estradiol production. According to the data, in one large clinical trial, 872 women were randomly assigned to treatment with one of two doses of the Elagolix, 200 milligrams twice daily, or the 150 milligrams once daily option, or placebo. After three months of treatment, a clinically meaningful reduction in dysmenorrhea pain was reported by 76%. 46% and 20% of women in the high dose, low dose, and the placebo groups respectfully. In addition, at three months, a clinically meaningful reduction in non-menstrual pain or decreased or stable use of rescue analgesics was reported by 55, 50, and 37% of women in the high dose, low dose, and placebo groups respectfully. This proved that elagolics at both dosages caused increased pelvic pain reduction compared to placebo. All right, now let's get into the specifics regarding dosing of Elagolix. Now, because there's two FDA-approved dosage, 150 milligrams once a day or 200 milligrams twice a day, there is some flexibility and different options that the patient can consider. Let's do option one. This is a prescription of Elagolix, 200 milligrams twice daily for six months in order to achieve strong suppression of estradiol and marked improvement in dysmenorrhea although at the cost of more hot flashes and greater bone loss. Option two is to prescribe Elagolix 150 milligrams once daily for up to 24 months to achieve this gentle suppression of estradiol and give modest improvement in dysmenorrhea, but having fewer hot flashes and minimizing bone loss. Now, this first and second option have been studied in high-quality clinical trials involving more than 1,500 women, and these two options are approved by the FDA. 
A third option of use is to combine option 1 and 2. For example, to initiate treatment with Elagolix 200 milligrams twice daily for 3 months rather than 6, which would immediately accrue the benefits of strong suppression of estradiol and then switching 250 milligrams once daily for the remainder of 24 months to achieve a continuous pain control but with fewer adverse effects. Now, this regimen, however, was not approved by the FDA, so it will be considered off-label. Now, a fourth option is to use alternating doses of Elagolix. For example, Elagolix, 200 milligrams twice daily, can be taken on even days of the month, and then 150 milligrams once daily can be taken on odd days of the month. This regimen is expected to produce mean estradiol concentrations between 12 and 41 picograms per ml, resulting in moderate rather than strong or gentle suppression of estradiol. But this option is also off-label as it wasn't approved by the FDA. Okay, lastly is option 5. This is a prescription of Elagolix, 200 milligrams twice daily, with immediate add-back of norethindrone acetate, 5 milligrams once daily for the 6 months. Substantial evidence supports the combination of GnRH analogs, which strongly suppress estradiol production, with norethindrone acetate add-back. This would help mitigate bone loss that occurs with strong suppression of estradiol and can also help reduce the frequency of moderate to severe hot flashes. This combination therapy with norethindrone is FDA approved. All right, that wraps up our podcast covering the newly FDA-approved oral antagonist for GnRH indicated for pelvic pain from endometriosis. The medication is Elagolix. This podcast was made without industry support and is not an endorsement specifically for Elagolix therapy. As the treatment options for endometriosis expand, it's hoped that women who suffer from this debilitating chronic condition can find relief and have improved quality of life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls. Data for this quick review came from the FDA package insert for Elagolix as well as the commentary from November 2018 from OBG Management.